You're listening to The Jill Monaco Show, episode number 45. Welcome to The Jill Monaco Show. I'm your host, Jill. Each week, I hope to bring you a message that inspires, encourages, or challenges you to go after and live a life you love. Join me and my friends as we explore what it means to love God, love ourselves, and love others. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Here we go. Welcome back to The Jill Monaco Show. I'm your host, Jill, and today my guest is Tabitha Deller. She's a teacher and writer who lives with her beautiful family in Pennsylvania, and she loves words, written or spoken, and she is passionate about God's Word and the life-changing truths found in it. And I want to read you something that she wrote in her new Bible study called Called. Called is not about chasing. It's about following. It's not about going. It's about staying. It's not about us. It's about Him. It's not a how-to. It's a who-through. It doesn't say, I can do this. It says, He'll get me through this. It's not about shining bright. It's about reflecting His light. It's not about aiming to please. It's about pleasing the King. This Bible study is for the women wanting more, but are tired of dream chasing and fear facing only to discover she's still rat racing. Does anybody agree with that statement? I know I sure do. She compares King Solomon Ecclesiastes, where he mentions this chasing after the wind, to John, who reminds us that it's all about abiding. Tabitha teaches us purposeful living and called, how simplifying our role is magnifying his role. I am so delighted to have Tabitha on the podcast today, so let's learn together about being called. Tabitha, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I am so excited to be here, Jill. Thanks for having me. You are welcome. You know, I we got introduced um, through your sister-in-law on Facebook, which is so fun. I love meeting new people. And, you know, sometimes when people recommend someone, I'm like, okay, you know, (laughs) you know, people love their family. (laughs) And uh, but then I went to Facebook and I clicked on your website and I was like, who is this lady? She's amazing. Like the, the little clip I read in the introduction, I was like, amen the whole time. I'm like, you say it, girl. It was so well said. Well, thank you, Jill. Oh my goodness! And yes, I do understand. I, I and I'm. I thank my sister-in-law for recommending me because she does love me, and she is a little biased. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you live in Pennsylvania, but you have a little bit of a southern twang. What's that about? I am originally from North Carolina, so I have lived about half my life now in Pennsylvania. So, um, but yes, born and raised a southern gal from North Carolina. (laughs) But now you're in Pennsylvania and you have four boys, right? So I do have four boys, Isaac, Nathan, Caleb, and Joshua. Well, how do you find time to write a Bible study when you have four homeschooled (laughs) boys? That is a great question. And in 2014, when I wrote the Bible study, so they were, um, you know, younger then and um, a little more, a little less busy, I would say, with extracurricular activities, but still hands-on homeschooling 24-7. And 
So what I had to do in 2014, when I felt the Lord leading me to write this book, I had to schedule time. And we as a family sat down and talked about it. I had been writing Bible study curriculum for my church for years and teaching Mm -hmm. that to the women just in my Bible study. And um, my husband for many years had encouraged me to write a book. Mm. He would just encourage my writing. He would say, Tabitha, I really think you have a gift. I think, you know, it it goes beyond um, just those women that you have faithfully ministered to, and that's great, but I feel like you have more to say and more people need to hear it. And he was just a huge encouragement and impetus Mm. into writing the book. And so in 2014, I always pray for a word for the year, and that year my word was obedient. And I felt really strongly that the Lord just said, are you willing to obey me whatever I ask you to do? And I answered that with a yes. And so when he prompted me and said, this is the year to write that book, um, I knew up front that it was going to be a Bible study. I had already had some stirrings and a lot of journal pages full of um, what was going on in my heart to write about And I just took that to him in January of 2014, and I said, okay, God, but I'm not a writer. I I have a degree in math. My um, (laughs) degree is in math. And I wanted to teach high school calculus, ended up teaching these four boys of mine and homeschooling them and leading some other um, homeschool groups and teaching in different circles that way. But never in teaching Bible study, love Bible study, that's part of my personal testimony and just growing in my walk with the Lord is learning how to study my Bible and learning to fall in love with that time and and really, truly, intimately know Jesus Christ for myself. And so as I experienced all of that change, and now God is prompting me to write this book and, and saying this is the year to do it, and after a little bit of wrestling with Him, He reminded me, your word is obedient and you are to obey me in this. And so we sat down as a family. I shared this with all the boys and my husband, and I said, in order to do it, Mom has to be intentional. There has, there have to be evenings that I set aside that I write. I have to get up early in the mornings and carve out that time for writing. There were certain Saturdays that my husband just said, I've got it, babe. You go Mm -hmm. to Panera, coffee shop, whatever. And so I just had to be very, very intentional. And then in November of that year, I typed that last word and I said, okay, God, Mm -hmm. I I did this. I obeyed in 2014, but now what? And so um, fast forward to 2019, and it has been a very personal and intimate journey. And really, it has been walking out every word that I've written in this book for other women. So it's like a practice what you preach. Are you willing to do what you've (laughs) asked other women to do? Yeah. You know, it seems that way. Um, Anytime I'm preparing to teach something or share something, it's like, oh, I'm so challenged myself, you know, whether it's through the study or life circumstances that come up that really challenge me to be like, do you really mean it? Are you going to live it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and I think that that makes it more authentic and real um, because it's not lip service. It's not mm-hmm. something that I ever want to just say or preach. I truly want to live it out. And that is the heart and the essence 
of the book called. It's so many times, like I, like you said in the intro, we women get so busy and so focused on chasing dreams or that thing, or we want to make a difference in the world, but we're so busy and so caught up in the rat racing and the fear facing, and I got to get over this challenge and this thing before I can do this thing, and we and we chase, 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 and we forget to just stay and abide and follow Jesus. And I believe, first and foremost, that we are called to do that daily. It's so foundational that we are called to need, to need God and others, and we're called to be, to be still and know that I'm God, to be real and authentic, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We're called to see Him at work in our own lives and the world around us and and in other people's lives and how we can help and minister to those other people. And we're called to know, to know His Word so that we can familiarize ourselves with His ways and so that we can do His will. And we're called to grow, to grow in our faith, and we're called to sow Mm -hmm. seeds of faith into others. And I, I call those six verbs, they're the six middle chapters of the book, I call them stepping stones into the places God is calling us to go so that our focus shifts from that thing, that dream, to the dream giver, to just simply abiding and walking with him daily into all the places he's calling us to go. Yeah. You know, I'm sure there are women who are listening to this and even men, I don't know, there may be men that listen to my podcast that are thinking, yes, I agree with you. I'm supposed to abide, but you don't understand my life. I don't have mm-hmm. as much time to do that as I want. What would you say to, what did you find through your study? And maybe this is in your Bible study. Yeah, um, that is, that's a great question. And, and it's absolutely true. And I think my response to that would be that each of our individual walks with God are personal and intimate. They're just that. So so you're absolutely right. Your schedule may not be the same as mine or your personality and the way God's created you and, and your bent and the way you hear from God or study God's Word may be different, and that's fine. I think that He meets us right where we are, and so He knows someone's heart's desire, and so you know He tells us in His Word to draw near to Him, and He will draw near to us. And yeah. I love that verse. That's um, James. Um, it's in James, James chapter mm-hmm. four. And I believe that when we draw near to him, he does draw near to us. And so when we just simply say, I don't know what this looks like. I'm a busy mom, wife, or I'm a busy businessman or, or whatever, um, you know, is is that person's schedule when we when we say but I'm willing to meet with you God whatever you have for me and a verse that I'll share oftentimes with young moms because I was there and you're you're I think as a young mom I was more physically tired as a mom of teenagers now I'm more emotionally <laughs> drained and exhausted but God meets us where we are so he tells us in his word that I am gentle with those who have young or mm. I, you know, I'm paraphrasing now. I'm not, you know, he didn't say this in his word, but I believe, you know, that he also says, 
I see what all you've got going on. I know where you are in life. I know your past. I know your pain. I know your hurts. I know that you are a widow and you just lost your husband. Or I know you're battling cancer right now. I just want you to simply meet with me and I'll meet you where you are. And I believe Mm -hmm. he then it's not a formulaic process to follow. I, I say that up front in the Bible study that, you know, I don't have all the answers. This isn't a program to follow that at the end of it, you get this neat certificate. You know, I, Jill Monaco, am called to with something on the blank line, you know, filled in. Because I do believe it is a personal, intimate journey that's ongoing, right. that we just have to live in the calling to Simply be with Jesus in his word, meet with him, whatever that looks like. It's in your car, in the middle of the night, nursing a child, um, you know, after a busy business meeting, driving home in your car, whatever that looks like. Yeah. Just simply get, give him your all. Simply just say, I'm here. What do you want to say? And I, I really believe strongly that the Holy Spirit just meets us where we're willing to yield and surrender to him. And I think we have to remember, too, that he is with us when we're maybe not acknowledging him. So in that busy mm-hmm. business meeting, while you're nursing your child, some of the examples you gave, I think it's a, a practice and a habit that we can make to say, hi, God, you know, thanks for this child. Thank you for this meeting. Um, mm-hmm. I know you're with me. Thank you. And I think we've been taught often that prayer is asking for things and it's giving thanks, but we don't remember that. It's just relationships. So just acknowledging mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. You're, he's there and he's present, um, I think is what abiding really is, is to just, mm-hmm. you know, I think there's so much more to it. But for me, I've learned that I love the times of abiding when there's no noise. I have an hour with me in my Bible and it's quiet and I can listen to worship music and soak and read. Those are awesome, precious times. And I try and get that every day, but not every day is an hour. Some days it's right. shorter because something came up really early in the morning. And so I say, Lord, I've got a crazy busy day today. I welcome you. I overslept. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry because I'm not going to get this time with you. And every single time I hear him Mm -hmm. just be so gentle and be like, I'm with you. You're doing good. Like he's Mm -hmm. just, he's pleased with us no matter what we give to him. Now, going back to your obedience thing, though, if he's calling you and he has let you know, I'm I'm calling you to this and you're not doing it, then he's still pleased with us because of Jesus. But he's also, you know. He's going to send the Holy Spirit because he knows what he called you to do is for your good and for the glory of the kingdom. So I'm giving a little disclaimer. (laughs) Yes. And I love that you are able to know that, Jill, and, and recognize that still small voice of acceptance no matter what, because you know his voice. Yeah. And because you've spent time in the Word, and I think that's where my passion is, is that mm-hmm. I want to see women's lives changed by the Word of God. I want to see that aha moment, that light bulb moment for them to be like, wow, God spoke to me. Yeah. Not audibly, but I I recognize that still small voice in my life. and. And and then they are able to release mom guilt and get mm-hmm. over, you know, comparison trap and, and all of those things that we struggle with and, 
on a daily basis, it doesn't mean that we, oh, I've arrived, I have a relationship with Jesus, I'm never again going to struggle with this or that, but we recognize it because the Holy Spirit prompts us to recognize it because we are, um, we're prepared in and out of Mm -hmm. season, we're trained and equipped to know yeah, I, I got you. Got, I got, he reminds us of yeah. things we've studied or heard or that worship song that we, you know, started our day with, that line that's on repeat in our heart. And, and we just are able to say, thank you, God. You know, like I said, come to, come to him, draw near to him, and he'll draw near to us. And I think it's just that willingness, and he's so quick to just meet us right there. It's true. And, you know, when I have started discipling new believers, it, it is a lot more work in the beginning. I and mean, there's a love and there's a you're drawn to God because you're having that what some people have called the honeymoon phase. But mm-hmm. if you don't know his word and if you haven't spent time with him, then you can't just jump to, oh, I only have a second to spend with you today, God, on, on one of those days, because Everything Mm -hmm. that I am able to draw from now is from years and years of spending time with him. And so when Mm -hmm. I am having a day where I only got like a quick 10 minutes, like honestly, like today, (laughs) um, (laughs) that it's I don't feel like I'm not drawing from truth because the truth is in me because I've been intentional. I'm putting that there. And so to people Mm -hmm. who are listening, um, you know, if you want to abide in the Lord, um, even on busy days, it, there's going to be an ebb and flow on days where you spend more time and days where you spend less time. But it's all about being intentional and building relationship, whatever that looks like in your season. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, tell me, how did Tabitha, I'm curious, how did you come up with this? Um, you said you had some notes and all kinds of things that God was showing you, but how did you kind of go, yes, I am writing about um, this subject? Okay, great question. I, um, like I said, I had been writing um, Bible study curriculum, and so I had written some studies that were actually chapters 9 and 10 of the book. Um, I condensed them to um, to include those in the book called, but they were standalone um, studies at one point, mm-hmm. and so I had that um, stirring and everything that I have written Bible study wise, I've written a, a study called Brave that takes a um, look at the lives of um, six brave uh, men and women in the Bible and goes through their journey and what bravery, biblical bravery looks like um, and compares and contrasts that with what the world says bravery is. And so that that's a separate one. But chapter nine of called is 3D living, and that's developing a dynamic devotional life. That's a mouthful, but three D's there and talking about living out loud and letting what we put in to our hearts overflow and let Mm -hmm. other people see the love of God in us and through us in the ways that we live out loud, our relationship with God. So that's chapter nine. Chapter 10 is consistent. That was a standalone study as well for those women at my church. And that was all about how do we achieve this consistency in the Word of God? Like you were saying, there are mornings that are days that we just don't have the time, and there are days that we have plenty of time. How do we find the balance and find that consistency? And I'm a word nerd. I love, like, word pictures and that kind of thing. So the word consistent is um, three little letters in the middle of that word, S-I-S, 
And I believe strongly in accountability. I think that stands for our sisters in Christ. Mm -hmm. And our relationships with each other, iron sharpening iron, that is the glue that brings the first part of that word and the last part of that word, C-O-N-T-E-N-T, and makes us truly content in who God has made us and how he has created us and how he has called us to walk. And so I end the, the book called with those two chapters because, again, everything God stirs in my heart is always about his word and a relationship with him because my testimony is that I grew up going to church. I heard the Bible stories. I knew God's word head knowledge. I I thought it was great, and I, I, there was nothing wrong with it, but I didn't allow what I knew of God to change my life. And so it mm-hmm. wasn't until I was in college and I got involved with Campus Crusade for Christ, and I started um, going to a Bible study weekly with other women, and I truly studied God word, God's Word, and I set aside that time to be in God's Word, and I was intentional, and He did meet me where I was, and I was starting to understand and recognize that still small voice. I saw Him answering prayers and and working on my behalf. I felt His presence. I I turned that head knowledge, and, and the Greek word for that no in the Bible is oida. I turned that into more of a heart knowledge, and the Greek word for that in the Bible is gnosko. And I talk about this in chapter six of the mm-hmm. Bible study, but that's when it clicked for me. It was experiential. It, now it's a, a daily walk with a person that I have a relationship with. It's not this far off God who you know, I can just meet with on Sunday mornings or, or Wednesday nights or whatever. I can have yeah. an active every single day relationship. And so everything I write about re- revolves around that, revolves around a relationship with God and the importance of Bible study and studying God's Word. So, you know, just it was natural to start the book and writing the book with things I had taught previously and and take take those notes and everything God had taught me through that process of writing Bible study curriculum, mm-hmm. and then taking these, um, breaking it down, like the, those six verbs and those st- six stepping stones that I referred to, were, I knew that they were the heart of the Bible study. They were the core, mm-hmm. and they were what God wanted to be the meat of it, the, the six middle chapters. And so it was more or less, as I organized my thoughts, him saying, okay, we need bookends. How, how are you going to yeah. start the book and how are you going to end the book? And again, I felt like 3D living and consistent were just great end caps to say, okay, now that we know all this, how are you going to practically live this out? And so the first two chapters are, um, the first chapter is what is a calling and do I have, have one? Because I feel like we get so caught up in the definition of calling, or we think that's reserved for pastors or missionaries or, you know, those kind of people, theologians. But just every day, you know, wives, moms, college students, whatever, really what is our purpose and our calling in a spiritual sense. And then um, the second chapter is paralyzed by wandering, wavering, and whining. And that chapter, we dig a little deeper with the Israelites. And we look at their time in the wilderness 
and we relate that to our lives and what keeps us from God, what causes us to wander and waver and whine and get off course. And so we take care of the that stuff first, mm-hmm. the logistics, the ugly stuff, the, the things that keep us from God, and then we're ready to say, okay, let's learn about these stepping stones and let's start walking into all those places God is calling us to go. If people are going to go through your book, what are the key takeaways that they're going to have? Um, I think the key takeaways are that, first and foremost, they are called to be a child of God. That if they doubt in their mind that God has a purpose or a plan for them, then they need to stop right there and dig deep and pull out those scriptures that you know, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper and not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future, that we are all called by him to walk with him daily because we are his children. And he does love and care for us so much. And he yeah. wants us to make a difference in the lives of others, whether that be our family. I I tell young moms a lot of times, you know, your mission field is your home. It's okay that you're not serving in this organization or doing this or doing that, you know, pour in to those kids or, but but no matter what age or stage um, women find themselves in, we all doubt and wonder what, what am I on this earth for? What am I doing that's making a difference? And so first and foremost, that's key. I believe this book will take them on a personal journey in the Word that God Himself, again, my words have no power to transform, but I believe that God's Word, as they open themselves up to it, will truly change their hearts, transform their lives, so that they can then change the world in whatever capacity it is that God has for them. Yeah. Can you go over really quickly, like what they can expect from each chapter as far as content? Absolutely. So the first chapter, like I said, is what is a calling and do I have one? And this is just basic, um, you know, takes a a look at the difference between a calling and a career um, because they're very different. And I believe a calling is a, a divine thing. And so in it's making a difference for eternity, where in a career and a calling can be one and the same um, at times, but they're different. So I'll I'll leave it at that. (laughs) And that second part of that chapter, do I have one? Absolutely, yes. So there you go. I spoiled spoiled (laughs) the chapter, but everyone has a calling. And so that's first chapter, second chapter, paralyzed by wandering, wavering, and whining. It's mouthful, um, but we, we do that. We get stuck in a rut. We go through the motions. We forget where we're going. We wander around in the wilderness. We aren't obedient like, you know, you were saying when God tells you that specific thing. He, the Israelites had very specific instructions about what to do with the manna each each day. Right. You know, gather only enough for that day. I'm going to supernaturally provide for you. I'm going to guide you with, um, you know, my, my Holy Spirit into these places. And I... And what do they do? They wander, they whine, they waver, they question, they doubt. Um, there are giants in that land. We can't go in that promised land. You know, they yeah. just they forget God's promises and His Word. And so chapter 2 just says, ladies, let's decide right now that we're going to believe God's promises. 
even on the days that our feelings tell us otherwise. I just wrote a post about this this morning, just that, you know, fact, faith, and feeling that if you look at fact, faith, and feeling as a train, fact is that engine that drives the the train, faith is that next coal car, and then that caboose is our feelings. Our feelings are along for the ride. If they were the engine driving the the right. train, we're all headed for derailment. <laughs> exactly. And so I believe chapter two really um, shows us a picture of that derailment through the Israelites and reminds us, you know, stand on my promises, stay focused on the fact and the truth of my word, let that, you know, guide your journey. And then, like I said, the next six chapters, so chapter three, four, five, six, seven, and eight are those six stepping stones. Chapter 3 is called to need, and that just shows us our need for God and our need for others, and that mm-hmm. our need for others can't replace our need for God. And mm-hmm. so it's just pro- it's, it's learning um, to obtain a proper balance of our neediness, because we're all needy people. And then um, Chapter 4 is called to be, and that takes a look at how we are called to be still and know that I am God. We're called mm-hmm. to be real and authentic, not someone else, not fall into that comparison trap or try to be someone that God has not created us to be. And so it's really yeah. knowing who we are in Christ and how he's uniquely made us so that we can answer the call to be authentic and then to be filled, be filled with the Holy Spirit, to be um actively participating in what he's calling us to do every day because we're being led by the spirit and not by the flesh. And then chapter five is called to see, and this is probably my favorite chapter. I love called to see. It takes a look at various seeing objects and applies them to our spiritual life and how we see through um, God's lens And so um, we're called to see into our own hearts, to see the sin that maybe hinders us from God. And that's the ouchy part of the chapter. It's going ahead and getting, um, being introspective, um, because sometimes we want to skip over the sin. We want to just ignore it and think, well, I can still do this and that. But God has a lot to say about sin in his word, and we we can't skip over that, unfortunately. And so we're called to see microscopically into our own hearts. We're called to see with that telescope beyond our own worlds, to get our eyes off of us and to get it get our eyes focused on others and the needs of those around us. It's, it's um, turning our selfishness into selflessness, and it's serving, and it's um, meeting those other needs of other people. And then it, we're called to see, you know, with uh, magnifying glasses or glassing glasses around our own worlds to be mm-hmm. cognizant and aware of what God is doing right here and now, because I feel like we'll get focused on other people's lives and you know, God's doing that and blessing them in that way, and that we forget to just look and recognize what He's doing right in front of our faces. And I, that I think I love called to see chapter because I remember specific days when I was writing this chapter and having those aha moments mm-hmm. with God, like thank you, God, and ha- and like 
just finding that attitude of gratitude in my own personal life while I was writing this chapter. And then chapter six is called To Know, and that takes a look at um, the difference between that head knowledge and that heart knowledge. And it's knowing his word so that we can know his ways so that we can know him more. And as we know him more and we familiarize ourselves with his voice, we're going to be able to obey that voice. And then called to grow is chapter seven. And that takes a, a look at growth and what growth takes. It takes time. It takes discipline. It takes company. It takes others um, spurring us on and walking with us. It takes um, patience. <laughs> we don't all grow at the same rate and, and it's painful. It's painful, a painful process sometimes. And um, so call to grow. Um, I love that chapter as well. I talk a little bit about gardening and all kinds of things throughout that chapter. But again, what does it look like to grow in our faith? Um, and the, I end that chapter with, obviously, we produce fruit um, when we're growing. And that's the evidence of our growth and the measure um, that we're truly answering the call to grow. And then that um, eighth chapter is called to sow. And that's sowing seeds of faith into others. And um, I love that chapter as well. Yeah. And it, that one's very simplistic like how do you sow seeds of faith into others and so it's very practical in nature as well and then i end the bible study with chapters 9 and 10 chapter 9 developing a dynamic devotional life 3d living and then chapter 10 consistent how do we stay consistent in this walk with the lord and walking into all the places he's calling us to go that's so good. Those are really key things to, um, I think when we think of being called, we often think of, I'm called to, like what you said, like a pastor or some huge destiny, but you broke it down into little things that we're called to do um, to deepen our relationship with the Lord. That's so great. What do you think has been the chapter that you've gotten the most feedback from, from women that has really um, impacted them? Well, it's funny. I've been visiting some local groups that started the study back in the fall. And for whatever reason, it seemed that probably four or five of them even, I have visited on the week that they are discussing Call to Need, the third chapter. It just happened to like fall on their schedule. And that, I've gotten a lot of feedback from the Call to Need chapter. And I think it's because it's so personally intimate to women. We just want to be needed. Mm. We want our needs met. Um, we, it, it's just, I think we live in a day in a culture that is relationship deficient because of we can connect online behind the a computer screen and it's, yeah. inauthentic. A lot of times our our connection now right now in this culture is is um surfacy and not face to face, authentic, truly connecting. And so I think we long for being needed and meeting others' needs in a tangible, real way. And so I've gotten a lot of really positive feedback about call to need. 
Yeah. You know, you mentioned connection, and I think that's such an important thing that in this in this generation, really, like I think of my nieces who are growing up with so much social media, and when one of my nieces had a disagreement with someone, she wouldn't call them. And I was mm. like, why? She said, that'd be too aggressive. And mm. I, so she was texting. I'm like, you can't text through something like this. You have mm, to yeah. talk. And yeah. um, and I think that need is really um, the need for connection. It's a real need. And if we do it wrong, then we lo- we're still looking for that need of connection. And we'll look mm-hmm. for it in the wrong places. Um, right. Which is why if we can learn to be connected to the Father and Jesus, Holy Spirit, if we can learn what true connection is, we're going to want that mm-hmm. with people. Um and we're going to still have that need, but it'll be filled in a way that I think God made it to be. Not that social media is evil. I'm not <laughs> saying that. Like right. we met through social media, right? So, exactly. and we're having real connection right now. Exactly. <laughs> but and and ca- I think that's key. I think that is so key, Jill. When you said about connecting with the Father, if we, I think we have to connect with the Father first, so mm-hmm. we can connect with others best. I, yeah. I think that that is crucial and that's what we're lacking and that's why I think I'm so passionate about Bible study because there's so many great resources out there there are so many great books there's so many great um, programs and and things that like you as as a life coach and and coaching and there are amazing things that can revolutionize women's lives and they're great and and we need to use those resources and we need to happened, I was just having a conversation with someone the other day about Enneagram and personality Mm -hmm. types and all those things are so, we need to know how we're wired and what our strengths and weaknesses are. We need to know all those things. And I am passionate about God's word being that first place that we ask and that we go to him first and we say, God, all, I live in a, okay, so you've heard the saying, you know, too heavenly minded to be any earthly good. Yeah, we could plant ourselves in our chairs and read our Bible all day long and just be great, big, fat, lazy Christians. And we could just make absolutely no difference in the world. But I think that God is saying, connect with me first so you can connect with others best. There's work for you to do in the coaching field, in the, Mm -hmm. you know, tapping into your strengths and weaknesses and knowing how you've been wired and how I've created you and your personality. But I want you to have the confidence that it's rooted and established in my word. And and that in the truth of my word, that's what will sustain the calling that you have and the thing that you're doing in the world to make a difference. And so absolutely connecting with him first so we can connect with others best. I love that phrase, connect with him first so we connect with others best. That might be the quote that I put on a social media image <laughs> to share this podcast. I love, he keeps repeating it. He keeps repeating it. So. That's so good. Well, I think so many of us, as like I said, we're looking for that calling. But if we'll just do the things that we can do, I think the rest just happens. Kind of like your Bible study. You were just doing what you were called to do in each season. And then God's like, okay, now you're ready to write this because... Everything else you had done, all the work you had done led up to it. But we can't skip all those seasons just to get to whatever we think is the pinnacle. Right. And I will say, Jill, that I haven't always done it right. I'll I'll just be honest with the listeners. And I'll say, like, this has been 
a really long journey. In my mind's eye of what publishing a book would look like for me personally, if you had asked me that question when I first started thinking about this, you know, mm-hmm. five, six, seven years ago, totally different than the way it played out. Yeah. And and I'm so thankful it didn't play out that way. I'm so mm-hmm. thankful that you know, I, I went through a lot of rejection from publishers and agents and things like that as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm so thankful I did. I see that God was protecting me from myself at times, mm-hmm. from um, just going down a path that he didn't have prepared for me. And that's not to say that it was, wasn't right for other people, or, but he had to I, like I said, I've had to walk out every single word of this book. It's not yeah. just a you know great little book that I wrote to help other women. No, it's a it's a it's a way of life that I'm seeking to live out every single day of my life, and yeah. I don't get it right. And only by God's grace does He forgive me, and I get you know a new chance the uh-huh. next day. His mercies are new every morning. That's so good. And I think that's so important to know is we're reading books and doing Bible studies about the way to honor God. And my, you know, the heart of my podcast is love God, love yourself, love others. And mm-hmm. I want to, everything I do to bring to this podcast is to encourage people. And you've so hit home on the love God part of that theme. And I love this. Um, and I said love like 10 times in the last sentence, but because um, I love love. Um, but really, I think without that being first, it's not like the Bible didn't say love yourself, love God, <laughs> love others. Right, it's right. that order of love God, love yourself, love others. And we need that foundation. But there's going to be different stages. We're going to be good at it sometimes. We're going to stink at it other times. We're not always going to do it perfectly. and um, But it's just a journey. And I think I read mm-hmm. somewhere, God just loves the journey he takes with us. Mm-hmm. And if he didn't love a journey, he wouldn't make journeys. You know, he doesn't expect us to arrive. And if he doesn't expect right. it, why do we expect that of ourselves or even of others? Um, right. But the journey is where all the good gold comes from. So thanks for sharing your story. Yes, absolutely. Well, I've so enjoyed our time today, and I'm really excited for people to get a hold of your book and study. Can you tell them where they can find it? Yes, you can find information about it at my website, www.tabithadeller.com. The book you can order on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. I just saw it on Walmart.com, um, so you can get that. There are links on my website to purchase the book. Um, but also those teaching videos that I referenced are on the website. And, um, yeah, so you can connect Great. with me there. Um, I'd love to, to hear from you if you want to just send me a personal message um, under the Contacts tab. Um, I'd love to connect with you. I'm a face-to-face person, so it's really <laughs> hard sometimes when I don't have the chance to, like, sit down. But like you said, Jill, this has pro- proven to be a really neat conversation to just meet online and be able to have this yeah. um, conversation. And so, like you said, God 
makes those connections for a reason. And so, uh, yeah, you can connect with me at my website. Well, I'll let everyone know where those links are to get to your website and to order your book. So if you're listening and you want to get a copy of Tabitha's book and Bible study, you can also find it by going to jillmonaco.com and visit the podcast page. You can click on the show notes and find all the links that we mentioned. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast today. And if you did, there are a couple things I would love for you to do. First of all, subscribe to the show. That way, the most recent episode will always be in your feed and ready for you when you are. And second, if the ministry has impacted you and you'd like to help me continue to reach others, please leave a review and give me some stars. Or you can click on the link in the description and you can give to donate to support the show now. And also, as a reminder, if you're searching for the next thing God has for you, or you need a breakthrough in your career, your relationships, or your walk with God, and you're ready to go after it, then please reach out to me for Freedom Coaching. I meet with people one-on-one, and I would love to meet with you too. I am a certified coach through the International Coach Federation, and I have lots of different coaching packages you can check out. So you can learn more about coaching at jillmonaco.com slash freedomcoaching. Well, thanks for tuning in today, my friends. I hope you're encouraged by Tabitha. And remember, love well. You were made for it.